there's uh, I think there's a big generation gap uh, uh, perception on privacy. Um, um, and I agree. I, I don't know that you and I would be described as old, but maybe we are mature. Um, we'll use that term. Um, and people who uh, who are, uh, you know, looking at privacy through a mature lens are looking at it. You know, I, I think people who are of a certain age and I'll, and I'll say we're in that that group um, have a perspective about privacy um, that is steeped and influenced uh, and understood uh, by values and technologies and business models that existed pre-internet. Um, and there were very definitive lanes about how data could be collected and where data could be stored and how it was stored and how much possible data it was even conceivable to collect. It was a fraction of what we can collect today. Um, and there are now, if you fast forward, um, you know, generations of people who have been born already um, who have known nothing other than the technology world in which we live in today. Um, you know, sounding like an old, an old guy, we didn't have computers when we were kids. We didn't have cell phones when we were kids. We didn't have connected devices when we were kids. And that's not good or bad. We just didn't have them. There's a whole generation of people that have been born where they don't know anything other than that. Um, and so um, I, I think that um, it's really uh, beholden on um, people of our generation to educate the people going forward, uh, the importance of privacy, what it actually means, what are the consequences of it. You know, information is power, knowledge is power. Um, and with, uh, you know, with power comes responsibility. Our responsibility is to educate and set the foundation for the way in which the industry is going to develop. You know, if we look at the, uh, the internet revolution, uh, to put a name on it, um, if, we, if we put a metaphor around that in terms of a human life cycle, you know, we're at an adolescent age right now in that. Uh, we're just coming to terms with, uh, with our strength and our coordination and our, and our, and, uh, and our bravado. Uh, about what it is to be a young, uh, you know, a young active adolescent. Um, and so we're making a lot of mistakes and we're learning a lot of things. Um, and, um, you know, where technology is going to be even 10 years from now, let alone 50 years from now, let alone 100 years from now, is going to be vastly different and almost unfathomable from where we are today. Yet, if we boil it down to the pure principles of what it means to use data, to collect data, to protect data, um, and to allow people whose data it is to make the appropriate choices uh, and understand the value proposition of that data is highly important. Um, and um, so, um, you know, to the extent that we are able to bridge that gap with, with, uh, with the younger generation, um, I, I think that's really important. And then just in terms of, a, you know, an overall historical perspective, pendulums swing left and right. Our pendulum has swung I don't know if it's left or right at this point, but it's all the way to one side at this point. And eventually it's going to come back and correct itself um, because people will realize, even the younger generation will realize the importance uh, of data uh, and the consequences of the misuse of data um, and, um, 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 and um, that privacy is, is an important human value. Yeah. I think uh, everybody needs privacy. It's only the threshold that probably the younger generations are more open to share or more open to uh, let data be collected. But when even when you ask them, 
can I do this or can I follow you? Then they also say, no, 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 that, right. that's my personal information or that's my private domain. Correct. So they maybe don't use the notion that we use for privacy, but that's still privacy that they're asking for. Because none of our teenagers uh, want to be followed up. None of them want to be surveilled or asked, have you done this? Have you done that? And that's another dimension of privacy because we tend to, because of this uh, internet and all, tend to focus on personal data as being privacy. But there's much more to privacy than personal data only. Absolutely. Yep. Very good points. So from perspective of a privacy professional, and especially in a responsible position, that you are in as a chief privacy officer, what responsibilities do you see that you have towards business or you would recommend to a fellow chief privacy officer or data protection officer when it comes to helping business or helping others or especially anyone who is caring for privacy? So what is the responsibility of a privacy professional from that standpoint? Because people will have perceptions, people will have different ideas, but what message can we give them? Yeah, you know, again, I said it earlier, but um, information is power. Uh, you know, data is the is the is the the uh, the fuel that 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 is the currency for information, if that's the right way to say that. Um, businesses all use data in some way, shape, or form to run their business, um, yeah. and um, and it behooves them. Um, to uh, have a brand uh, that instills loyalty and trust from their customers. Um, and one way to do that um, is, to, uh, is to have the highest profile, to be the gold standard, um, that when you are collecting data from your customers, and your customers could be your employees, your customers could be paying customers, um, your customers could be you know, a number of different constituencies. Uh, but there is a value proposition around the why I'm asking for your data, what I'm doing with your data, what you get in return for that, what your ability is to say yes or no, I want to participate, I don't want to participate, um, um, is all really, really important. And I think it behooves certainly startup companies, um, even though they think they're too small and it may not be important to build out the foundations of a privacy by design mentality, if you will, uh, as they're thinking about growing their businesses. And if you're a more mature business, um, one, you know, um, a legislation is going to force your hand on it. But number two, um, um, it's important um, to really take stock um, in, uh, in what it is you do with data, um, to have a firm understanding of what specifically the data is you are collecting, is it necessary? Is it useful? Um, do you have a classification uh, table set up for that data? Do you understand the different classes of data that you have? Do you have different rules around the use of that data? Do you have different rules around retention and destruction of that data? Um, do you, are you able to, uh, to listen to what your consumers are saying? Uh, can you honor them rights, whether or not a law says they have rights uh, or you are just treating them with respect? Um, um, uh, as the business that they're doing business with. I think all that stuff is critically important. Um, number one, it reduces your risk. Number two, it increases your profile uh, and increases the brand uh, and, and brand loyalty uh, for, the, for your company and for your business. You've almost summarized the entire privacy law 
into uh, into a, into an answer. Start with giving them the choice, then be lawful. Know what data you process, classify it right, increase customer trust. What a good summary it is. So, in that context, as a privacy officer, chief privacy officer, what challenges do you face on a day-to-day -day basis and how do you solve them? You know, I think right now, one of the challenges that most privacy officers are concerned with is the increasing, you know, increasing number of, of laws uh, that are being presented uh, and, and, um, and how that influences and affects the way they're running their businesses. The good news is that more and more countries, more and more states here in the United States are, uh, are rolling out new privacy legislation. The good news in that privacy legislation is that much of it is steeped in sort of a GDPR mentality, um, but there are nuances across all of those laws um, and, um, and the ability to understand how and where um, um, I as a privacy officer need to comply with that. Um, you know, do I need to do privacy assessments? Do I need to do privacy assessments in Virginia? Do I need to do them in Colorado? Do I need to do them in, in, in California? If I'm doing the one in California, is that good enough for the one in Virginia? Um, is that good enough for GDPR? Um, and, you know, un, un, until we get some, uh, some history uh, behind the new and emerging laws, um, that's going to continue to be a challenge. Um, here in the United States, we don't yet have a unified federal privacy law. Uh, be curious to see if much in the way where can spam uh, preempted the, I believe it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 28 plus state laws, state spam laws. Um, I, I think um, that um, it, is, it is possible. And in fact, in my own opinion, and this is a, a widely argued uh, opinion, um, we will see private federal privacy uh, uh, legislation at some point. I don't think it happens in the next 24 months. Um, but um, but but I think um, I, I, I think there are all kinds of vectors that are that are pushing us in that direction. Um, the other thing that I would say that's a challenge for privacy people um, is making sure that your company has consistent messaging from the top down uh, about privacy and the importance of privacy, so that from the bottom up, when you are doing your privacy assessments from the bottom up so that your privacy team, um, when looking to increase or change budget, or that your marketing team um, needs to get uh, use cases approved for the use of data, or your product team needs to get use cases approved for, for new products or new way that products work, um, that, um, that people know going into that as they're building those things, what their responsibility and obligations to privacy are um, and so that they're already starting to build their programs um, and their budgets and their strategies around a privacy forward program, rather than having to be, you know, the privacy department, the chief privacy officer who says, mm, I'd love to let you do that, but I can't because you need to fix this, 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 and this. Um, and, um, you know, if all that stuff was already checked off uh, and the product manager comes to me and says, I've got a product, it's using data, here's the data it uses, here's the use cases that it has, here's the permissions that we're gonna give people, um, here's the way we're gonna protect it and collect it and destroy it, um, here's how we collect it, yada, yada, yada. Um, then I, as a privacy officer, only have to make finesse strokes to the program rather than have to go back and force them to go to the drawing board. So, um, uh, you know, and then again, there's all the other uh, 
things that that a privacy officer worries about on a day-to-day basis. But I, I would say those are two big ones. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, feel free to share it with a friend and write a review. If you have already done so, thank you so much. And if you did not like the show, don't bother and forget about it. Take care and stay safe. Until next time, goodbye. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to drop an email at hello at fitforprivacy.com. That's hello at F-I-T, the number four, privacy.com.